Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Hello, Andre. Hello, Anita. How long haven't we done a recording? Uh, two weeks. It have been longer. I no, think it has no, been three no, weeks. No, you just changed the priorities on what we're going to record. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry. Yes. Of, of, of course, that is quite forgettable because we were not talking in English. We were talking in our mother tongue. In German. And in that's, German. That's so forgettable. That's why. I, I guess so, because we speak German all day long, right? And therefore, it didn't click in our brains, in a sense. Uh, but, but I remember. We're going to talk about something very great today. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about difficult conversations. Oh, that's something great because you enjoy difficult situations. I don't. I don't. I really don't. But okay. I think um, it might be important to me in the future and for you as well. For me as well. Well, <laughs> you just started being a boss and our kids are quite proud of you. Well, I did have my fair share of difficult conversations already. In the past. Yeah, do you remember? In our family, actually. Oh, that's what you mean, yes. Mm -hmm. Those are okay. way easier than the uh, difficult conversations I have at work, because at least at some level I'm talking to adults. Yes. So that, At some level. I'm not saying they're always behaving like adults, should, maybe, but, <laughs> you know, the, the gist is there and... Uh, conversation is way more civil than I remember them having with some of our kids back at home. <laughs> you mean one of our kids. I know. One of our kids. But, um, you know, let's try and find out if there is anything that we could still learn mm -hmm. and find out for the future. I mean, this is maybe not really a topic for just parenting. I mean, it's maybe a very small part because I think life these kinds of, yeah, it's life skills It's something that you can even teach your kids if they have difficult conversations in the future, mm -hmm. but also for children who are at a certain age. Maybe this might be something um, for our oldest, mm -hmm. if something might come up. Sure. It's hopefully um, preparing us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Working on yourself. How to prepare for the conversation. There's actually something that you can do beforehand. Mm -hmm. Which we haven't really done, have we? I did. You did some preparation mm -hmm. in your head? Some, some, not all of the times, but I remember distinctively two times. Wow. Yeah, but this is because I had all those, you know, leadership seminars and they filled my in head with, this is how you prepare These, these are the tools, this is how you structure something, this is how you present a solution, or let others present a solution that you want them to present. <laughs> In a way, you know, yeah, inception. Do you still remember something of it? Like, do you really remember concrete steps that you took? Yeah, I do distinctively remember that I had an introduction about the topic at hand. I presented the, the, the troubles that we have or the um, problems. Yeah, the, 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 the problems, you know, the issue at hand mm -hmm. and uh, what he or she um, 
you know, thought about it and what his or her view was about that particular situation or issue and um, let, what let's can be done. Let's just say it, you know, the child, it, yeah, it, the it, kid. It, yeah. I guess everyone knows already. <laughs> I know. That doesn't doesn't really matter. But uh, in, in, in general terms, um, this is something uh, where you can ask how your, well, the person sitting across the table is thinking about the problem at hand. Okay. And let him come up with, you know, his point of view. And it's really, really important that, that you show <clears throat> what you want the outcome to be or the, the, the end result. Oh, yeah. To, to give, a, you know, this is where I want us to be. Now, how do we get there? This is something that you have to kind of, I don't know, lead, guide, and uh, even be open to, to suggest, suggestions that you haven't thought about before. Oh, yeah. At what least what was the outcome topic? Do you remember? Was it about uh, homework or something? The outcome topic was how do I deal with anger? And the outcome? Uh, well, no, no, that was the, the main issue. And the outcome was um, I want him, her, you know, it to have a productive way to address anger issues and to have a, you know, channel them towards something positive or at least not a destructive way. Mm. Yeah, it already Now, sounds like an insult to that person. I know. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, I had all those plans and now comes reality. And uh, <laughs> this is how it would work maybe in the business world, you know, how to... It's less yeah. about emotions and being <laughs> aggressive. But it's... Um, introduction worked okay. Yeah. The presentation of the problem, not so much. And everything from there went downhill. And ended up in, well, said, you know, person across the table to start crying. And um, there was little that I think I could have done different. I, I was not raising my I know, voice. I, I know. Was just, I've, I've been a witness mm, at one of those conversations. Yes. And I remember you specifically being really calm and thinking about your words. You haven't been accusatory. Mm. You didn't raise your voice. I, I try you try best. to, yeah, actually present the problem at hand in a, like, um, not emotional, like just a sachlich, um, more factual more way, more factual way, <laughs> in a most factual way as possible, mm. and it still escalated. It's so maybe, maybe. There is something in the article that might help us a little. We'll see. But also, it is something that we can work on when having conversations with other people as well. And therefore, <laughs> let's not bury hope yet. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. Before going into the conversation, ask yourself some questions. What is your purpose for having the conversation? Mm -hmm. It's just what you addressed. What do you hope to accomplish? What would be an ideal outcome? What for hidden purposes? You may think you have honorable, honorable goals like educating an employee or a kid or increasing connection with your team, only to notice that your language is excessively critical or condescending. Mm. You think you want to support, but you end up punishing. Some purposes are more useful than others. Work on yourself 
so that you enter the conversation with a supportive purpose. Well, there's not so much practical tips in there, right? At least not yet. No, it's just saying um, self-reflect on your hidden purposes. Mm. Like you might, you just framed that issue, by the way. Mm. Like telling the kid, if you're talking about the kid's anger mm. and that the kid should mm, channel his anger towards something positive, mm. it's already his problem. Only, you know, if I put it that way, yes, yes, I, yeah. But if that's the outcome, like the outcome should be that he uh, deals with his anger in a more constructive manner, mm. then let's say the outcome could have been something that maybe you could have framed it more like we all want anger, like not to dominate our family, for example. Or just sure. frame it a little bit differently. That's mm -hmm. what I mean. Um, yeah. Um, it, it, because otherwise it might be framed or understood like he is, like I'm the problem mm -hmm. and that's obvious in this issue, like mm -hmm. in this example. Mm -hmm. And therefore I feel accused, of course. I mean, Definitely. Uh, that's one of the, the, the main things uh, that you can do wrong is come across with a lot of you messages. Mm. You know, when you when you tell someone you do this and that, it comes across as an accusation instantly. Um, if you if you tell someone, I noticed this and that behavior, and to me it seems like you're angry. Do you think the same? Are you angry, or is it something that you would you would agree on? And I say, no, it's not angry. I'm just frustrated. It's frustration, not anger. And I go, okay, this is how you feel about it. And as I'm just saying, this comes across to me. Yeah. And if you show what you think and what you feel, you make I messages, you know, I think not you do something, but yes, I... not accusatory. Yeah. This, these are like little techniques yes. that help you not to uh, do exactly that, be excessively critical or condescending as well. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about, but, but actually they, they made some other um, suggestions that feel like, You should actually question yourself, like even in, in a deeper level, in a sense, because otherwise your body language is going to come across in a way that you might not intend. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, of course, like now I'm thinking about my future role in mm -hmm. the church, for example, and if something might come up where that actually makes you angry, mm -hmm. then I should have. Maybe it's important to have some more time in prayer i know it sounds so christian right now or have in like reflection in reflection <laughs> and thinking about the other person until you know there is something this is something that i want to accomplish and how i could help the other person in the process instead of just accusing the other person True. because otherwise mm. the other person is going to notice yeah because body language is More difficult to control. Yeah, but like, but this, what I read here, the the first tip is, um, don't be excessively critical. Don't be condescending. If you think you want support, don't be punishing. Uh, work on yourself, and that's basically not really helpful. No, it's like, so what am I gonna do now? Now, helpful tips would be what you actually do instead of what you d don't do. So if you say, don't be condescending, um, what you do is try to put yourself in their shoes. 
Yeah. Um, and now comes the main thing that I've been taught in all those seminars. Ask open questions. Never, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, like, try to, to understand the other person, but that ask, correlates. Oh, don't, uh, again, as an accusation, it, it always comes across as an accusation when you ask, why are you behaving that way? The why is bad, okay? Mm -hmm. And okay. Uh, leave the why, because in the why is already, you're doing something and it's bad, and you need to tell me why you do it. And that's an accusation right there. So when you ask, um, help me understand um, what you feel in that situation. Yes. Do you know, how do you feel when this and that happens? Or what do you think about it? You know, make open questions and go away from yes, no answers or left, right answers and, and make it open and have that person explain themselves to you and show an interest that you actually want to hear them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is one of the main do that. Yeah. yeah. Even in, in, in an adult um, criticism, um, what do you ever call that conversation that you have in your business life? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and this is basically what I've heard from so many parenting books as well. Mm. So it, this is interesting. Like whenever we're talking about like um, management things, uh, fuels, mm. that's management? Leadership stuff. Le leadership mm. stuff and also like, even business stuff and stuff. Uh, and parenting, there are so many parallels. Yeah. Of course, I mean. Because uh, you're uh, responsible for your kids as a parent and management or leadership posi positions, you're responsible for your employees. Yes. For employees, right? Employees. Yes. Yeah. Employees, yeah. Yeah. This is irresponsible. You know what? You're going to read number two. What assumptions are you making about this person's intentions? You may feel intimidated, belittled, ignored, disrespected, or marginalized. 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 I'm sorry. But the cautious about, but be cautious about assuming that this was the speaker's intention. Impact does not necessarily equal intent. Whoa. Um, but, yeah. Again, work on yourself that try to... No, this is actually the, the last part that we have just been discussing. Trying to find out why the, the other person is reacting in that way. Like trying to find out yeah. how the other person is feeling... Mm. And that might be the reason as to why they're acting that way. Mm -hmm. You can share in a conversation like that, you can share the impact that it's having on you. And, oh, yeah. and this is an important bit as well, always come from the, you know, I feel uh, to me, it seems like, is that correct? Is this what you want to bring across? But um, you, you show your emotions, you make your, you open yourself up. Um, and tell them this is how I feel. Is that the right interpretation of what you are doing or what, what you are saying or what, what you want to achieve? So that this opens yourself up and uh, the other person hopefully, hopefully will see that as a sign of, okay, someone is making themselves vulnerable because he's showing his feelings in a way. Mm -hmm. And um, usually people respond to that very well. And uh, want to help to set things right if um, the intention or whatever happened was clearly misunderstood or misinterpreted. Yeah. I'm just remembering that like a conflict conversation that you've actually had at work. Mm. Um, it was concerning those two women mm. 
we don't have to mention any details, but I mean, it kind of like the, the end result was kind of like that one person was agreeing to act differently in the future, but at the same time, she wasn't really getting why the other person was feeling the way she did. Like she couldn't um, putting herself, like she wasn't able to put herself into the shoes. Or relate. She couldn't relate really Mm. how the other person was feeling. But sometimes that's not even necessary because people sometimes they will never get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like actually the the last bigger fight that we had. Mm. I also felt like you couldn't get me. Mm. Um, But then, I mean, maybe this is not, that's not supposed to be the end result. I mean, it would have been preferable to me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the solution is more important to find something that would work for both of us. Yeah. And therefore, yeah, let's try to understand, but don't be fixated on it. That's, that's one thing. When you go into a conversation like that, you should have an end goal. I mean, just, you know, have a result. Have something in mind, but be open for the goal to change, to shift accordingly how the conversation goes. You know, because sometimes um, you have to find a compromise as well. Uh, and it, but sometimes it's important to to stand your ground as well, depending on what the issue is. If someone is uh, harassing someone else in like your department or at home, if your kid is always you know harassing. The, the brother, the big brother is harassing a little sister. Um, there's no room for, um, this is okay because you're going through a phase. No, yeah. You know, the end goal has to be, this has to stop. Yes. And, uh, how to achieve it? You have to be open it, uh, and, and, and find ways that work. And even if it's like you, you know, you don't sit, you don't have a meal together or you don't, you, you try to stay away from each other for a time mm-hmm. or for the time being. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also you cannot actually have the, um, like, the goal in mind that it would be great, like, if every sibling would really understand and get the other person. Mm. I mean, that's too much nope. for them to understand. I yeah. mean, that would be ideal, it's hard but it's for, not going to happen. It's for grown-ups to, to get that, yes. you know. But, yes. I mean, yeah. me, me included, so this <laughs> is... Okay, I'm going to read number three. Mm. What buttons of yours are being pushed are you emotional then more emotional than the situation warrants take a look at your backstory as they say in the movies what personal history is being triggered you may still have the conversation but you'll go into it knowing that some of the heightened emotional state has to do with you and this is kind of correlating with the first and the second point as well Mm. isn't it yeah well this basically says uh, know yourself <laughs> yeah and uh, maybe also know the reason as to why you're getting so angry but, but that means you sh- as a parent uh, you're supposed to have a lot of intro perspective Intr- yeah intro perspective introspective introspective yeah whatever you know what I mean yeah um, that you know what your backstory or what your luggage that you carry with you is um, what, what things make you angry because you were raised in a certain way um, but phew, wow, because sometimes, um, you just get emotional and it's hard to explain in that situation. Why did you get emotional? Why is that making you furious? So, 
Okay, this is going to be so boring for whoever is listening. I know. Maybe. Okay, number four. How is your attitude toward the conversation influencing your per perception of it? If you think this is going to be horribly difficult, it probably will be. Oh, dear. If you truly believe that whatever happens, some good will come out of it, that will likely be the case. Try to adjust your attitude for maximum effectiveness. Maximum effort. Mm -hmm. This is very difficult if you've already made some experiences that didn't work so well, right? Hmm. But I don't think that we ever went into a difficult conversation expecting it to be really bad. Mm. To go really badly. But I, I, I cannot agree to if you truly believe that whatever happens, happens, some good will come out of it. Uh, this is the, the power of belief, maybe, yeah? yeah go back to my, mm. my group, you know. Because that's happening. Um, mm -hmm. Sure, you should always enter um, a conversation, even a, like a like critical conversation, um, in a or positive. difficult conversation, in a positive with a positive mindset. But that can be said about anything you do in life. Yes. If you go to work with a bad attitude, you're not going to work as well as you know if you are going to work with a good attitude. So, duh. Yeah, but it's still I, I still think it's relevant because sometimes you actually can have this attitude of Ugh, this person is so horrible, this is gonna go badly anyways. I mean that this kind of side thought might occur. Sure. And you you can Maybe. try and pretend yourself to make it's gonna work out, it's gonna work out, it's gonna work out <laughs> real great. I just have to convince myself. Come on, you can do it. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask my my leader from that house group you know who was very much into it so yeah you can make can believe fake it till you make it or you know there are lots of concept about that um but i agree you should have a positive mindset and expect the conversation to go well again the tools that will help you is ask a lot of questions and try to understand the person across the table yes And if you go into a conversation with that mindset, um, you might be negatively influenced from previous conversations. But if you just want to really want to try to understand someone, uh, I think it always has, you always take something uh, out of the conversation that is helpful uh, and that has worth. Mm. You're going to read the next one. Okay, next one. Who's he? Oh, well, that's. Tough choice of words. Who is the opponent? Yeah. Now, yeah. That's the question. If you go into a conversation thinking that the, the one, other one is an opponent, is an opponent, that is a strong word for he is the enemy. You know, just a substitute. Okay. Who is the opponent? Who's the other person? Let's frame it that way. Yeah. What might he be thinking about this situation? Is he aware of the problem? If so, how do you think he perceives it? What are his needs and fears? What solution do you think he would suggest? Begin to reframe the opponent as partner. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Should <laughs> have led with that, maybe. Okay. So, this is what, what we said earlier uh, as well. Make your... Uh, the person you have a conversation with a part of the solution. Include him in the solution-making process you know 
and uh, have answers and ask open questions and, and, and try to have him or her come up with ideas how you can see, you know, the outcome, how it's going to happen, how it's going to work out, make him part of it. Yeah, the needs and fears, uh, that's a more difficult one, but yeah. Number six, what are your needs and fears? Are there any common concerns? Would there be, could there be any common concerns? Like try to find like some common ground as for the motives mm. in the concerning issue. Mm. Yeah, that would be great. But that's, it has to do with the outcome issue. It would be great to find a outcome that is preferable for both parties. So, mm. yeah. And number seven, how have you contributed to the problem? How has the other person? And this is where you will find your own view as being, like you might say, I've contributed nothing. Mm. And the other person might say the very same thing. Yeah, well, that's basically, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And <laughs> on and on the wheel does turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but accept the, the, the blame or um, accept your own shortcomings, of course. And um, you can openly ask in a situation like that, what could I have done better? What do you think? Again, This is an open question and mm -hmm. uh, puts the other person on the spot. Um, and, and again, you learn something uh, of his or her point of view, hopefully, in the best of cases, you know. And um, yeah, maybe find creative solutions to, to, to a problem that you have not thought of before or yourself. Yeah, that's true. And then we have the four steps of, four steps to a success successful outcome the first one is inquiry mm. inquiry inquiry mm. how do you say that yeah inquiry mm. cultivate an attitude of discovery and curiosity mm. pretend you don't know anything you really don't and try to learn as much as possible possible about the opponent partner and his view point of view mm. pretend you're entertaining a visitor from another planet And find out how things look on their planet, mm. how certain event, events affect the other person and what the values and priorities are there. This is very difficult with people you know pretty well, I think. We had in one of our seminars, um, there was a model like that uh, presented. Um, not planets, but islands. That everyone is an island and you I have your NLP. own islands. <laughs> yeah, there as well. The neuro-linguistic programming is that everyone has an island. And if you want to understand a person, you have to move from your island to his or her island. And you have to try and see things from their perspective and be open to explore, be open to discover and be curious how does that person tick. And the... the The, the image of a you know two different islands and how you are spending you know building up bridges yes um, it's, it's a helpful it's a powerful one can be planets as well I, I just like the bridge building thing with the islands more than yeah I think planets. so too yeah planets that's that's It's not more isolated work. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay if your partner really was from another planet 
or island, you'd be watching his body language and listening for unspoken energy as well. Do that here. What does he really want? What is he not saying? Let your partner talk until he's finished. Don't interrupt, interrupt except to acknowledge. Whatever you hear, don't take it personally. It's not really about you. Try to learn as much as you can in this phase of the conversation. You'll get your turn, but don't rush things. And this is something um, I find interesting because it's also talking about the body language. And I've learned so much from this book that I've just listened to, like mm -hmm. the 28-hour book from Robert Greene, The mm -hmm. Laws of Human Nature. And he's talking in a very extensive manner as to how important it is not to take words too much into account. Like when people are talking, usually those words, they might mean something, but the body language is much, much more important. And he's making this point very strongly. Mm -hmm. The body is going to tell you much more and the behavior than those words purely do. Okay. And, but, I, and but, this is much, 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 much more difficult. But but body language can be so easily misinterpreted, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, but then he, he like... So um, you think the person, you know, like he's crossing his arms, now is really shutting down because this is what everyone knows. Knows crossing arms, meaning uh, he rejects your idea. He's and not just, you know, he's maybe getting comfortable. Comfortable, yeah. And doesn't know yeah. how to place his arms. And what well, maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your interpretation of his body language can lead to all kind of, you know, clues. And now comes, when we're talking about planets, intercultural, um, you know, conversation does not at all work with body signs. Because nodding your head in India does not mean the same as it does in the Western world. It doesn't. Yeah, and that's why... You have to find out what that body language means. Yeah. But how do you find that out? Um, then you're going to have to need some language, right? And you need language and you need to ask and you need to study. And uh, maybe it, it works same in the, uh, works okay in the same cultural context. Well, the examples in that book he was uh, mentioning were of people who are brilliant at interpreting body language. Mm. Because they wouldn't look only just merely at those crossed hands, mm. but also at their eyes, their um, rate of breathing pattern there. Let's go for micro expressions like here. Yeah, even micro expressions <laughs> and everything. Like they would study the whole body and then, you know, the crossed arms might not be so significant after sure. all. Sure. But there's something. Besides people who specialize in that area of uh, deciphering body language. Well, actually, he himself, he started doing that as well because he, he suffered a stroke. Mm. And that made him immobile for quite some time, mm -hmm. which gave him quite some possibilities and also time to study other people. Sure. Okay. But yeah, go down to step number two. Acknowledgement. Um, acknowledgement means showing that you've heard and understood. Try to understand the person so well you can make his argument for him. Then do it. Explain back to him yes. what you think he's really going for. Guess at his hopes and honor his position. He will not change unless he sees that you see where he stands. Then he might. No guarantees. Yeah. Um, 
That means sometimes repeating what the other person says and maybe try to put it into your words and have him or her affirm um, this is what you really wanted to bring across. Across. This is what I've learned. So like I told you uh, me about me listening to many conversations and arguments and debates. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the techniques that some of them use, which I very, very much respect that they have to start a conversation, like a critical conversation, by telling what the other person is thinking and where the problem is and what is important to them. Mm -hmm. And the other person has to agree first before the conversation can actually start. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I would have wanted to include in our last fight, that you would have done the same about my position. Mm -hmm. which we haven't done, by the way. Okay. This is something that we're going to do in the future. Sure. Be prepared of it. And okay. you're going to have to frame it in a way that I would have to agree to okay. before the conversation can actually start. All right. Okay. We, let's let's do that. So next thing is um, acknowledge, still the acknowledgement. Acknowledge whatever you can, including your own defensiveness. If it comes up, it's fine. It just is. You can decide later how to address it. For example, in an argument with a friend, I said, I noticed I'm becoming defensive and I think it's because your voice just got loud and sounded angry. I just want to talk about this topic. I'm not trying to persuade you in either direction. The acknowledgement helped him and me to recenter. Acknowledgement can be difficult if we associate it with agreement. Keep them separate. My saying This sounds really important to you. Doesn't mean I'm going to go along with your decision. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that's important. It's important to um, you are allowed to have your own, make up your own mind and have your own opinions. Um, you don't necessarily have to agree with everything that is being said. May I just include? I mean, this this sounds very very complicated. This whole thing, but think even like if you would start doing this even in a manner that's not perfect still much to improve but if you would start this this is going to be benefit your kids for their whole lives mm. in their friendships in their relationships whenever and they're going to be in relationships no matter what mm. even with an employee or like a boss or whoever and if they know some of these techniques That's going to be great. They're going to win, definitely. Sure. Step That's number cool. three, advocacy. When you sense your opponent or partner has expressed all his energy on the topic, it's your turn. What can you see from your perspective that he's missed? Help clarify your position without minimizing his. For example, from what you've told me, I can see how you came to the conclusion that I'm not... A team player, and I think I am. When I introduce problems with a project, I'm thinking about its long-term success. I don't mean to be a critic, though perhaps I sound like one. Maybe we can talk about how to address these issues so that my intentions is clear. My intention is clear. Oh, this sounds like people with a lot of sense, like with a lot of. Yeah, Are you really trying to talk to a teenager like that? No, that, that's not going to happen, I think. 
of course that, but it would be this nice. Is, this, this sounds a little bit like like uh, workplace seminar talk, yeah. less than than parenting, um, because if you assume that that your your child, your teenager, is as reflected, self reflected as yourself, I think you're dead wrong. Um, this is not a parenting article. Oh, it's, no, not. it's not. Oh, it's okay. Not. It just sounded like something that would be true yeah. no matter what. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. Then I. Mean, I... They, they actually meant teen at one point, mm -hmm. but it's not a particular. Okay. Pattern. Then then I agree. This works well for human interactions in general. Yeah, and that's what I meant before. Like even if the kids are not going to do it accordingly to this, mm. you know, frame framework or whatever if they pick up something of it and if you as an adult as a parent start modeling this kind of mm. framework it they might pick up on it mm. at least a little bit and you're gonna read the next step okay step number four problem solving this is the one i like um, now you're ready to begin building solutions brainstorming and continued inquiry are useful here Ask your opponent partner what he thinks might work. Whatever he says, find something you like and build on it. If the conversation becomes adversarial, 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 thank you, go back to inquiry. Asking for the other's point of view usually creates safety and encourage him to engage, as we've mentioned before. That's right. If you've been successful in centering, adjusting your attitude and engaging with inquiry and useful purpose, building sustainable solutions will be easy. Um, I'd go one step, you know, backwards before I go into problem solving. Um, yeah. You should enter a conversation, uh, well, a critical conversation or you know, a difficult conversation with a goal in your mind. But yeah. that goal should be flexible. Yeah. If it, you know, if that is allowed, if it's something like her harassment, of course it's not, you know, but that goal should be flexible. Um, be open to, to change the way you're going to achieve that goal or be open to how to maybe even, you know, have a different uh, mid-step before you reach the final goal, that's okay too. Um, but if you make up, oh, this could be a, this could be solving our problem that we're having right now. And if you just want to find out, like have an, an investigative surgery, you know, open up the, the body and look around and maybe we find something, I think that will not always end well. Yeah, I don't think either. But no, if, if you have a, you yeah. know, you don't have to be dead set on that goal and try to persuade the person you, that you're talking to um, to totally agree on, on what you are saying or how you view things. Um, but it's helpful to give the whole conversation structure and to refocus on what the issue really is. And I'm just thinking about our, um, our kid. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't work anyways. I mean, we need flexibility. Yeah. And especially if you want to come across like sincere in really wanting to understand the other person, that wouldn't work anyways. Hmm. If you had like this really fixed goal in mind, how can you actually be that open for the other person's view? That's going to be more difficult, I think. True, true. So, 
And then at the end, it says practice, practice, practice. The art of conversation is like any art with continued practice. You will acquire skill and ease. Here are some additional tips and suggestions. A successful outcome will depend on two things. How you are and what you say. How you are centered, supportive, curious, problem solving will greatly influence what you say. Then acknowledge emotional energy yours and your partner's and direct it towards a useful purpose. Hmm. Uh, it, this is like all find repetition common from ground. everything that they did the same before, yeah, right? Find common ground, yeah. Mm. Are you going to do the next two? Know and return to your purpose at difficult moments. This maybe don't get sidetracked. Oh, yeah. Can be, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, that can be difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because suddenly be the, the issue shifts and there are a whole set of different issues popping up. Yeah. Now, there's one thing that I've learned in my seminars as well. Um, and, and we had some practice not getting sidetracked, of course. But yeah. there are certain issues that when they pop up, everything else becomes less important. Ooh. Let's say you have um, a, a work evaluation with one of your uh, employees and um, you want to talk about you know where you could maybe see them in 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 the future or what kind of seminar they could go to and you just want to you know tell them this is how i see your future in the company and you're doing well and so on and they um start talking about um harassment in their department oh yeah then Mobbing all whatever everything that you prepared about you know um, uh, trying to to build um, a career for, for your employee, everything falls down and uh, this becomes the most important thing right now. And they described it as uh, if you have trouble in the department or if there's real trouble like harassment, mobbing, um, this takes precedence over everything else. And you have to solve that now. There's no way of, yeah, we, we're going to talk about that later. No, that mm -hmm. is too important to ignore and too important to, to sidestep. Um, you have to be able to shift when something really important, of course, or when some information is there, like, um, like, like my, my parents are, uh, I don't know, like, like personal stuff as well. Yeah. Um, go into that. Let's just say, yeah, but this is kind of like, Duh, common sense, isn't it? Because no, it's, it's really not. It depends. Like with the harassment thing, I don't know. Like maybe for some bosses, it's not obvious that mm -hmm. it's a really big issue. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say, let's talk parenting. Mm -hmm. If your kid starts talking about, I don't know, somebody being abused or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, like something serious. Mm -hmm. Of course, everything else is going to have to stop. And then you're going to have to address the other issue. Yeah. But, but there are things that can come up, can up, you are not prepared for in yeah. conversation where you suddenly get information that is like, like really changing everything. Yes. Yeah, that's, happen. that's right. Yeah. And, All um, right. Uh, don't take verbal attacks personally. Help your opponent partner come back to center. Oh, that's going to be hard. This is like, Chill, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Come back to center. Um, but how you how are you gonna do that? Well, Imagine like your employee calling you an a hole or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, if he gets insulted, there there are lines you that just, you don't oh, cross. Let's stick. Let's not. No, no. Let's recenter. Don't say those words. <laughs> no, please. That would be kind of weird. Be kind. Yeah, but but there are certain lines that cannot be crossed. This has something to do with respect as well. Yeah. Don't assume your opponent or partner can see things from your point of view. Yeah, mm. duh. Practice a conversation with a friend before holding the real one. Yeah, that could be helpful, like depending on, on the importance of the conversation. Mm. And mentally practice a conversation. See various possibilities and visualize yourself handling them with ease. Mm. Envision the outcome you're hoping for. Yeah. I so wish this would work. This, uh, so uh, mentally practicing the conversation—that's okay. That's fine. I mean, yes. Envisioning the outcome. This is yeah, wishful thinking. I don't know. Well, other people would call it belief. You know. Maybe this goes back to have a goal in mind, have an outcome in mind. Maybe something like that, and try to. If, if this is an important thing that you want your partner to to understand um try and and stick to that well so see what you know the last part we're not going to read because mm. i'm going to put the link below again so okay. you can have uh, a look and in the end it also says like how do i begin and there's some practical um openers that you can read as to how you can open up a conversation like that mm. without using the one we need to talk <laughs> use something different Okay, and I think, yes, definitely. I mean, this sounds really complicated, but it can help mm -hmm. with quite some people. Yeah, sure. I mean, those are life skills um, that, that will help in your partnership. It help you at work, help you even to deal with your boss at times, you know, because sometimes your boss doesn't know this stuff uh, and you can have a better time um, trying to understand your boss. And help him be a better boss. So that yeah. works as well. Yeah, well, it has not been so funny and uplifting today. <laughs> yeah, but I think once in a while this can be happening as well. Yeah. And I thank you for joining me today. <laughs> okay. And for listening. Thank you, Aaron. Bye. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Bye. <laughs>